If you're ready to blast through, defy the odds, and be the 1%, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The 1% Life with Johnny Dillon, where you will learn how to master your mind, elevate your sales, and live The 1% Life. What's going on, rock stars? Joni Dillon here. Welcome back to another episode of Mindset Monday. I am so pumped and excited to be here with you today. We have a really fun topic. And it's fun because I just got back from an incredible conference that literally blew my mind. It exceeded all of my expectations. And the reason was, was that I actually opened myself up to being truly present, to truly being a student for the past four days. What event am I talking about? I'm talking about the 10X Growth Con by the one and only famous Mr. Grant Cardone. It was in Las Vegas, Nevada. This was 10X Growth Con 2. If you've never gone, by the way, he's not paying me to do this. I highly recommend you go to the 10X Growth Con 3 in October or November. Here's what we're going to do today. That was like a total plug for him. Anyhow, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about some value bombs, some massive gems that I learned over the last four days. There were so many incredible teachings, incredible moments that occurred. And so what I'm going to do, I decided was I'm going to take little snippets of some different speakers and give them to you over the course of the next few weeks. So today we're solely going to focus on the man himself. If you've not heard of him, where have you been hiding? Mr. Grant Cardone. Um, so let's get into it. Guys, you'll definitely want to have a pen and notebook handy because I'm going to share with you the goods. So one of the things that Grant first talked about on day one is this incredible question, okay? It comes down to two things. It comes down to two things. Are you expanding or contracting? Are you expanding or contracting? When you look at the decisions you're making every single day, is that a choice that you're making to expand or is it a choice that you're making to contract? So sales conversations that you're having, by you not asking the question that you feel needs to be asked, by you not going back back in one more time to find that right angle or simply just looping back around after an objection, you are making a choice and you are making a choice of contraction, right? And so you always want to look at your decisions. And this doesn't all only apply to our decisions in our sales process at work and our career. It applies to everything. Is that decision a decision of expansion or is it a decision of contraction? Deciding, for example, to not make that extra call because there's only 30 minutes left in your day if you're in the phones or in telesales, that's a decision of contraction, right? If you think, ah, there's only 30 minutes, there's not enough time to get the deal, You've made a clear decision. Number one, you're limiting yourself in terms of time and thinking small. Two, that level of hunger isn't there. It's definitely not a 10x mindset. Okay. And that was what was really impressed upon at this event was go about 
anything and everything in your life with a 10x attitude and mindset, okay? So the decision to not go to the gym um, in the morning, that's a real decision to not put your health first, to not get your body moving, your energy flowing. And maybe for some of us, it's to not be eating the right things. Is that a decision of expansion or is that a decision of contraction? Is that getting you to your goal sooner or is it taking you a step further? Okay. So uh, this was actually kind of a a wake-up call for me, really, because I didn't look at all of my decisions that way. I didn't look at often it's, well, what's my priority right now, okay? And so something else would get put off. And um, sure, maybe it was not a priority at the moment, but was putting it off actually an act of contraction? And so we really want to look at every single decision we make, whether it's with your clients, whether it's with individuals around you, um, projects that you're putting off, phone calls that you're delaying, the ability to master a particular skill. Is you saying no to that moving you towards expansion or contraction. I love that. You see, there's a universal law that most people don't understand. And that is in order to gain something in your life, in order to get something, you have to be willing to give something. You have to not only be willing, but you have to give something up. You have to let go of something. And I want you to look, just to give you an example of what this looks like. Um, I want you to look at your time, for example. You can't just keep cramming stuff in to your life and hoping to do it all, right? You can't just keep adding to your sales presentation or your sales pitch. You have to literally take something out, right? If we keep learning more and more information, that's the problem with so many reps these days is the more they learn, the worse they do. And the reason why is because they keep adding more and more stuff in and they're not pulling anything out. They're not simplifying, right? If you're going to add something in, you got to take something out. If you're going to um, hit a six, seven or eight figure goal, that's massive, right? You can't get there. You can't get there unless you make some sacrifices. And to be quite honest, I've never, I'd never really been willing in years past to look at sacrifice. I hate the word. I don't like it, right? I'll be honest with you because I feel like I'm a person that believes I can have it all. Why can't I have it all, right? And so when I looked at this as, what do you mean? I can't do this and this. I felt that I was giving myself um, limitations, But the reality is, is there are universal laws in place. And these universal laws are saying that for something to to gain something, you have to be willing to give something. And oftentimes it's our time. If if we want to gain something, guess what? That's a sacrifice of time, right? Um, Sometimes it's who do we need to cut out of our life? Who do we need to cut out in order to go get something or go somewhere greater, right? In order to live that, create that 10x growth, that 10x um, results that we're seeking. 
So I hope that um, little value bomb um, resonated with you because I know that it really did with me. And so again, are you expanding or are you contracting? And, and really looking at if you want to gain something in your life, you have to be willing to give something up. So what is that something or perhaps someone that you need to give up in order to get what you want? All right, rock stars. next value bomb I want to share with you is so awesome. Be intentional about closing all the time. Be intentional. So what happens oftentimes in our sales presentations is that if we click with someone right away, we can go into this crazy downward spiral, right? So we're literally go into a mode of just entertaining, just entertaining, just having a great conversation, a great time. And it's not conducive to a sale, right? It's not productive in you getting where you want, getting them where you want them to be. And so if we don't have closing on our mind, we don't close. We don't close the sales that we need to close. And why are you in sales if you're not closing? Why do you have a business if you don't want to make any money, right? Everything is about the close. I want you to keep that at the forefront of your mind is to be intentional about closing. So um, spending too much time building rapport is a problem. When you know you're in rapport, I actually teach that, when you know you're in rapport, you recognize it, you need to move on now. Just keep that rapport, maintain that rapport, but now move on. And so lacking purpose, lacking direction, and not being able to lead them where you want them to go, again, is a problem. So I want you to just be aware of what you're doing all the time at all times. Is what you're doing getting you closer to the sale or is it pulling you further away? And when you have closing in your mind, there are things that you can be doing. And as I teach seeding in your conversation, your casual conversation, your rapport building conversation, your warm up, um, your discovery process that's actually very intentional and is already beginning the close now, early, right? And so that kind of thing is really important to, to keep in mind and to master the skill of how to do just that. All right. I love that one. Um, and then the next one that I want to share with you is having the flexibility of when to move the clothes up, having the flexibility of when to move the clothes up. And this is an interesting one because, and I'm mindful of how I'm going to explain it to you because I, I don't want you to look at this as cutting corners, right? So we, we really want to be mindful of not cutting corners and, you know, making sure we are still crossing all our T's and dotting all our I's. Uh, yet, yet there are situations and circumstances where we talk past the close, right? I've done it. I know I'm sure in the past you've done it. And, you know, you're kicking yourself in, you know, you're like, God, I had it. What happened? Well, oftentimes you talk past the close. So here's what's, here's what's happening. There's so much that we're being bombarded with all the time, right? Uh, that they're, they're in their own trance. And, and you may have heard me talk about this before. Your job is to get them into your trance, to get them entranced in your conversation, entranced in what you are sh- p- talking about that day, right? Which is obviously um, has a purpose. They're, they're there for a reason. And so your people are often going crazy waiting for you to get 
to the close. This is interesting. I mean, you've heard people say, so what's it cost? What's the price, right? And many times it's way too early yet. What happens if we were to just tell them? Interesting thought, right? What if we just told them the, you know, the highest price and then allowed them to feel satisfied with an answer Take it, perhaps they even take it off the table for themselves. Sure, don't buy today. It's okay. But now you have the time to go and create the value. So that's a little bit different, but here's what I want you to understand. If you get to the place where you've completely exhausted them, okay, think about those times where you're like, geez, I just talked and talked and talked and gave so much information that I feel like they're just depleted, they're exhausted. You've thrown in every single bit of detail regarding all the incredible benefits of your, of your program, of your solution, your product. Enough already, <laughs> right? I'm not saying don't spend time to find the problem, to dig deep and build value while providing the solution. What, what Grant is saying is to be aware, aware of when a particular situation calls for you to not give a 90-minute presentation or longer, a two- or three-hour one, right? For you to not go overboard and to not go past the close. Deal fatigue is real, and you need to be aware of it, uh, aware of it because going past the close loses deals, okay? Going past the close loses deals. And this is simply often a matter of really understanding energetically what's happening between you and them, shifts energetically, as well as um, if they're asking the right questions, Boom. You know, we're going to continue to ask them a few questions to see if they're really BSing you or if they're serious. And if they are, we begin the close process. Okay. Again, here's what this is not saying. This doesn't mean that you can't keep building value if you need to. It doesn't mean that, you know, if it felt like a little premature, which you can only experiment with it or you need, if you don't experiment with it, you'll never know. But if you're still getting objections, it certainly doesn't mean that you can't go back and um, create more value um, or give an incentive for doing it with you today. Okay, I hope that helps. So um, just another incredible uh, value bomb, as I like to call them, having the flexibility of when to move the clothes up, okay? And just being aware of what's going on and when you're talking past the clothes. There's really a a level of awareness that we as sales professionals need to have. And especially for people who like to talk a lot, they get so stuck and trapped in their body and what's coming out of their mouth next as a need to really feel significant is what it boils down to, that they are completely missing signs from their their um, their people, from their guests that, that, hey, it's time to move on, buddy. Get to it. Let's get into it. And energetically, you can lose the deal. Deal fatigue is real. All right, guys. Next one. So this is really... I'm going to keep this one a little bit short. Your threshold on what you think they need to be sold is often much greater than what they actually need. I want you to just take a moment now and really take this one in. Your threshold on what you think they need to be sold is often greater than what they actually need. That's a big one because this is where what happens is when we feel like we need to keep going and going and going and giving them more and more and more and 
talking about every feature and benefit, really giving all the, you know, just all the bells and whistles of our program, of our opportunity, of whatever it is that you're selling, whatever your program looks like or your product, doesn't matter. When you, when you feel like you need to keep giving more, number one, you're not asking the right questions, right? But it also, your, it has to often do with what it would take to sell you. Okay. So take that in what it would take to sell you on this. So the more that you're sold on what you're selling, the more that you're sold on your program, your product, your service, the greater they are going to be sold more quickly, the greater chance that they will get sold more quickly. So, uh, look at your own sales conversations and really examine, are you giving too much? And where can you trim the fat? Where can you trim the fat? Um, when, what are you saying that's not creating value? What are you saying that's perhaps a time waster? What are you talking about that never really seems to hit with your people? Okay. And um, you know, like maybe it's a detail that you're saying that's just losing them entirely. Do they even care about that particular benefit that, you know, for example, if you're saying we're going to take you to the moon, come to the moon with us, <laughs> if they don't want to go to the moon and they just want to be in Arkansas, take them to Arkansas, please do yourself and them a favor. Take them to Arkansas. No offense to Arkansas. I'm sure it's a great place. Um, so don't talk about it because you do that with everyone. If there's something you're saying to everyone, make sure that it's purposeful, make sure that it's impactful and make sure that it's needed in each and every conversation. If it's not trim that fat baby. Awesome. And so, um, one more piece with that is that, um, if we are giving something to everyone, if we're talking about all the bells and whistles, all the details with every single person of our, our program, what that means is that you didn't do a thorough enough discovery, um, to, to discover, to find out the purpose of a discovery is to discover what it is that it's going to take to sell them, that, that what it takes to sell them. Again, if they don't want to go to the moon, send them to Arkansas and don't talk about the moon. All right. So I want to share with you, and I think that a lot of you who manage teams are really going to love this and find some value in it because it, uh, it, I really found value in it for me. And so I, I really want to share this extra little nugget with you for those of you who are either on a team or uh, leading a team, which hopefully is all of you. So what I love about what Grant Cardone does with his sales team, he actually broke down. We had it the very last day. It was a bonus day. Excuse me. It was a bonus day for those who invested at the higher levels. And they had a panel of um, Grant Cardone, um, Elena. Was Elena on the panel? Yes, she was. Um, Grant's pilot, Ryan Seiko, who was incredible, had some great conversations with him. Who flies him around in his um, in his jet, his soon to be Gulfstream, which is crazy, as well as the gal who manages the operations, and Jared Glant, I believe his last name is, who is the VP or CEO of the company. And so, what they do with their sales team every morning is there's an expectation that before 
they even start their day, before the reps even arrive, they've already trained. The reps have already trained. And what this probably looks like is they've gone through certain coaching and training that, you know, Grant provides his team or his, you know, program. And they've, they've watched a few videos. They've already trained before they get to the sales training, the sales meeting rather. Then they do a 15 minute meeting that, um, you know, they said, if you weren't doing those meetings, a question was asked by Lewis Howes, if you weren't doing those meetings, would you be at where you're at today? And they said, absolutely not. No way could we be where we're at today. And it's just a short 15-minute meeting, rah-rah session, right? Which most of you are doing, hopefully with your teams. Um, that is critical. And here's why it's so critical. It's critical to get everyone on the same page. It creates and maintains the vision of where they're going and sets the intention for that day. If there's a particular promotion that day or something they want to push, great. Every single person in the entire company knows what it is. And I loved that. And as a leader, it's really important to create that vision for your team, to set and create that vision. And after, okay, after they do the 15-minute meeting, rah-rah session, celebrate wins, they actually share testimonials from people who've been impacted by their trainings or their you know courses. They teach a lot of corporate people um, how to sell to their teams, right? Um, and individuals as well, I think. So then they role play with one another and they, they actually role play every single day. Now, guys, these are people who are making um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. In fact, we just met, uh, we met the guy, Michael Bennett, I believe it was Bennett, Bonnet, something, who is the number one sales rep for them who made a million dollars last year. Not too shabby, right? And so they role play with one another and there are no jokes, no BSing going on. And if you literally fail, right? If you fail, you, you flunk, you flunk the test in front of everybody. And so the point is, and this is what I love. I love, I love this. I know you will too. I love that the point is not to practice on the first 30 calls of the day, right? They do, they're expected to do 200 calls a day. And the point is not to be practicing on the first 30 calls. And that's setting up everyone for failure. It's setting up the individual, the sales rep for failure. It's setting the customer or potential customer on the other end for failure. It, it, it's setting up the company for failure. Nobody gets a sale. Nobody wins, right? And so when you practice before you even hit the floor, um, with intention, with, you know, you're then ready to go when you actually touch your customer, whether it's on the phone or face to face, it doesn't matter. So it's costing your company a lot of money by not doing the training, by not have the ex having the expectation of, of really getting them to work on the mindset and the skill set before they even get there or taking some time to do it with your team. All right. Um, so, for the management out there listening, share your stats, talk about them, get everyone on board, talk about your revenue, where you're at for the month and where you're, you've yet to go and get them sold, your people sold on the vision of where you are going, sold on the vision of where you're going, where you're at, everyone knows, but where are you going? Not individually, but collectively. 
It takes a team to create the dream. I just made that up, but I think it worked. It takes a team to create the dream, right? And so you've got to sell your people on the bigger vision, the bigger vision, the bigger dream out there and get everyone bought in on why their individual contribution matters, okay? And so what happens is that when people feel that they're a part of something big, something that's bigger than them, and a common vision is backed and, uh, with a real why, why are we doing this? Why are we trying to achieve, you know, be the number one sales site in the company? Why are we going after this dollar figure goal? What does that mean for us? Really getting everyone to buy into that and talking about it daily, at least weekly, if not daily at your meetings, um, only then will your outcomes really drastically improve. What will happen is your motivation in your reps will soar and the commitment level of your, your sales reps will magnify because they now realize that they are a part of something that is bigger than them. They are a part of the outcome and everyone needs to feel like an integral player uh, to the group's desired outcome. Okay. And what I loved is I've actually experienced this with, with my past sales team um, when I was in the timeshare industry. And I loved that my previous site leader, who's now a VP, he sold us on a common vision. And every year we actually had a theme for the year. And, you know, one year it was, um, it was believe. It was believe. And, um, and, and so that was a powerful thing to install that into us at a deep level was that, man, just believe. And that's why I've actually taken that on as, as one of my personal mottos and philosophies of life is, man, Joni, you can do anything you want. Just believe, right? So what I loved is that we were all sold on this common vision and how we each pay, played an integral integral part of it. Not just the top sales reps, not just the managers or the VPs, but every single person played a role, a critical role in us getting there. So we reviewed stats and numbers daily of our team and our um, on budget and how far we are from budget and then where we want to go, that vision for the month and the year. Okay. And how far we are, we are yet to go to get there. So then on Saturdays, we reviewed each of our individual numbers as a group on the big screen. And that was powerful because as an individual, you know you can't hide. Sure, not everybody goes and checks the stats in the back room. But on Saturdays, it's blasted with a big, crazy, you know, rah-rah party because that was a big day for us in the industry that you can't hide. And so guess what? You knew that on Saturdays, your numbers were going to be put on the big screen. You better show up. You better perform that week. And that's a powerful. So there's a lot going on in what I just told you or talked about, about the vision, getting everyone sold that they are so critical and important to you achieving that goal as a team. And now they have a bigger purpose that is bigger than just themselves. That increased accountability when we saw our names on the big screen, it increased accountability. And again, the, the, the ability to hide was completely out of the question. You couldn't hide. Your numbers were out there. So um, I want to talk to you next about 
really the importance of going to events. Look, if there's anything I can invest, I can emphasize to you now, it's invest into your learning invest into you. See, some of you are so concerned about growing your sales, improving your sales, yet you're not growing you. You're not growing you. And the only way for your sales to grow, your competency to grow, your mindset to grow is when you invest into you, right? And one thing that I really loved was that Tim Grover, uh, by the way, who is Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's uh, personal coach was, was their personal coach. He made Michael the greatest basketball player in the world. That he he was there and he spoke on stage. Some of you have seen my um, Facebook posting on that, my live stream. He literally stayed all three days, and I, even the last day, the bonus day, um, he stayed all four days and was in the very front row. When none of the other speakers, very few, I don't think anyone else, I saw anyone else there more than the day that they spoke, were present. He was taking notes voraciously. He was soaking everything in. Um, you know, I had lunch next to him. It was just awesome to see that somebody who's trained the greatest, the greatest athlete in the world, I think it'd be fair to say, Michael Jordan, that he was soaking in the knowledge and the learnings and was being the student. You have to be a learner for life. When you sell yourself on learning, it's no, it's, it's a process. It becomes a journey. It becomes a journey and you don't ever have to reach the end of it. You just keep one foot in front of the next along your path on this journey, this journey of learning. So, um, by the way, super excited, and I probably shouldn't even say this yet, but I am in the talks with Tim Grover, uh, with his agent and him to get him as a guest on my podcast. So I can break down for you what he did as a performance coach, a high performance coach, uh, with, to make the greatest basketball player in the world, Michael Jordan. So hopefully that's coming up soon. It sounds like it. Um, and that, that would have never happened had I not gone to this event, event and guys invested a crazy, what some people would say, a crazy amount of money uh, for four days. And some people spent $20,000. I mean, mine just came out to like $7,000 for four days. And there were other people who just got into the room for $1,000. But guess what? They did the right thing. They did the right thing by doing that. And I, I wasn't going to talk to you about this, but my Uber driver on the way to the airport, when I asked him about, you know, why he wasn't there. He said, you know, I'm just so busy. I don't have the time. And he's you know, nothing wrong with driving an Uber, but he says he's building an online business and, um, and, I, and he's so busy doing that. And I said, well, what if you were to be in that room and the one gem that you heard, the one thing that resonated with you actually got you to not just be thinking about this online business, but to actually be making $10,000, $100,000 per month instead of now going to school to be a dental hygienist, right? And he says, oh, it'll make me $45 an hour. Great. Now that's the mindset that I'm talking about that people stay stuck with, that in order to expand that, in order to get out of that, you have to surround yourself by people who are making it happen, who are making it happen, who are 10Xing their, not only their mindset, but their output, their actions, their goals and results, right? What if just being present at an event did just that? 
So get away from the people who aren't serving you and helping you to go from where you are to where you deserve to be. Surround yourself with people who are making it happen, making it happen. A wise mentor of mine once said, um, invest into flying into first class always, always. And you never know. Her point was, you never know who you're going to meet and you deserve to be there, be there in first class, right? It all starts here with mindset. Whether we believe we're deserving or not is whether we'll actually attract the wealth that we that we think we deserve or not, right? And so don't afford until you can afford it. Don't do it once in one... And excuse me, let me say that again. Don't wait until you can afford to do it. Do it now. Stretch. Make that investment into you, that investment into your future by being there. And you start to feel more deserving. You start to feel like abundance is flowing to you. You just sat with, uh, for example, last night on my way home, in first class, I thought the seat next to me was empty. Plane doors were about to shut and I was kind of excited. I'm like, wow, this, there's actually a first class seat empty next to me. That's kind of cool. Wow. Scarcity mindset right there, right? Change that. Well, then, um, an incredible gentleman sat down and we started talking. We talked the entire flight. Um, that was just over two hours. The guy's running a $50 million a year business, a $50 million a year business, had three contracts to write worth millions and millions of dollars and chose to spend his two hours and 15 minutes talking to me instead, right? How incredible was that? And what I gained from it, hopefully he gained something too, I think he did, was that, you know, so much in terms of he he broke down some crazy uh, value bombs in terms of investing, real estate investing, and how to think about it differently. And what I need to do instead of what I was planning to do this year, investing in a home. And so, and really how to specifically go about doing that. And so rather than, you know, spending $150 on a flight by me stretching. And yeah, it's not fun to spend $850 when you can spend $150. But they said something really profound. And I can't remember who it was at the event. And they said, wealthy people don't look at price. Wealthy people ask, what is it worth? What is it worth? And I love that. What is it worth to me to spend that money, right? And so for me... It was worth millions of dollars to me because now I have a completely different strategy and the know-how and now even a mentor, right? Who's willing to help me get there. So it was worth its weight in gold. Um, so guys, I encourage you to surround yourself with greatness and people who are actually helping you as opposed to hurting you. And when you do that, you will become great. And remember, you are the five people you surround yourself with. So why don't you pick those five people wisely? Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mindset Monday today. And I want you to know that um, I've personally committed to putting together a life-changing three-day event for each of you in Las Vegas, Nevada, the last three days of May. So it's the 29th, 30th, and 31st of May. And Here's here's one of the things that really solidified. I had already planned on doing this event um, the week before uh, with one of my business partners, and what I what I was blown away by was the speakers at this event who were able to walk out of a room of over nine thousand people, right? And sure, there's tons of value, but 
it was a pitch fest as well. People want to leave with something too. They want to get there. They're in the environment. They're soaking in so much information, but they want to leave with a tangible plan. What can I invest in to take me further, faster? And, and so there were people who spoke, speakers, who out of a room of 9,000 made virtually zero dollars. I bet you were there, there were some who made zero dollars and they actually gave an offer. And there were one or two speakers who made millions, millions of dollars with a 60-minute presentation, guys. 60 minutes. One of them, I know, made $3 million asking for a $3,000 product. Okay. People were running out of the auditorium to go buy it. It was fascinating. And being a trainer, I train people in creating massive influence, right? I, I train speakers to do just that and watching it and breaking down everything that he said and why he said it and where he planted that seed earlier that is now manifesting, right? And, and seeing the people run up to go buy this $3,000 product. He made $3 million in 60 minutes incredible. Here's the clear difference. There was a difference in how they presented on stage, they being the ones who made that kind of money, and how they sold the audience to take action and ask for the investment into themselves versus how the others did, or rather did not. Huge difference. Those who have mastered influence how to influence others into doing what you want them to do came away as winners. And those who didn't, who hadn't mastered influence, they were running, even if they were running a $100 million business online, it happened. I saw it the other day. They failed miserably, miserably. They failed miserably. It comes down to one thing, and that is your ability to influence others. Your ability to influence others and take action now. So that's what we're going to cover at this event and so much more. So stay tuned. Uh, May 29th, 30th, and 31st. Put it in your calendar. If you're ready to grow yourself, your mindset, your skill set, who you are as a person to create, to get the results that you've always, always desired to take yourself to a 10x income, as Grant talked about, 10, you've got to 10x, uh, your investment into you which is simply begins with learning, learning, right? So the dates have been set, guys. Mark your calendars. It will be magic. I'm so excited uh, to be here and to share all this information with you today. I hope you guys really resonated with some of these value bombs, as I call it, and are ready to just get out there and crush it this week. Have an incredible week. Um, some of you end to your month. And uh, whenever you're listening to this episode... Get out there and be unstoppable. You certainly deserve it. Until next time on Mindset Monday um, or your 1% life, peace. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of The 1% Life, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share it with your friends. We'll catch you next time.